It's time once again for a journey inside the twisted minds and unfiltered voices of your favorite sisters. Jamie. Huh. Do this. Do that. Do this. Do that. And Paula. So I was popping gas sex pills like they were Tic Tacs. And now prepare yourself for the ugly truth. Welcome, welcome to The Ugly Truth. It's episode 50. Guess who's back? Ugh! <laughs> wow, that was a really excited one. You shattered a window. I know. So, yes, welcome. Welcome, Paula. She's back. She's back. She's back. She's back. What is that? Remember from The Hangover? What is it? Remember when they thought they were getting their friend back? I don't remember. I don't either. We are back, baby. We are fucking back. We're back. Classic. We are back. We are back. We are getting dug back. You know, I didn't, I really didn't like the movie The Hangover. Um, uh, The only part I liked was stupid. I know, right? The only part I thought that was funny is when they went back to the hospital to retrace their steps and they saw that really old man and it looks (laughs) like his body just fell and landed on his hips. Like it was the naked melting. old man. Yes. Like, because he was all frail and skinny on the top, and then he just had this giant wide ass. <laughs> he did have a wide ass. I do and remember I've, that. And I've always wondered, like, when it comes to movies and things like that, like, how do you, you know, cast for something like when you when you're trying to do like a horrific, disgusting <laughs> role? You're just like, we need an obese individual who has pimples and basically, you know, is, is grotesque to society. If you're interested, you know, if you're interested, send us your, your headshot. Cause we know that's all that'll fit, but you know, I mean, it's, send us your melting asses. We want to see what your butt looks like, <laughs> right? So we it's need just some like... gross butts for this. You know what? They probably do do that. I'm sure that's what, what? they do. Just There's saying. people for everything. My God. Any way to get into the movies, I imagine. Well, I mean, that would not be one way I would want to have a well, starring role. <laughs> No, as you can, and most of those people are men. So there's that. Well, that so true. welcome. Uh, welcome to our listeners. It is episode 50. I don't, it's, it's a nice even number. So I guess that's why it's a nice, nice episode number. Makes us feel like we've hit some kind of milestone, but not really. Not really. This is just the 50th. We're the half century mark. Yeah. Right. And and Paula, yeah. who had um, a lot of crap to take care of, is back for the week. Thank you. I'm so glad. I know. I didn't think you and Daryl were going to make it another episode. You know, I, well, as you know, I mean, I literally begged you to, to please record with me this <laughs> week. Like, even just, just 15 minutes if you can. I don't even care. I'm like, look, if you, if, I'm like, if you could please just carve out 30 minutes of your time <laughs> to spend with me on the microphone so that we may have another show because I don't think I can do another episode with Daryl. Although I will say we did get some great feedback that everybody was very pleased that Daryl survived the hour with his wife (laughs) on the episode because there were a few key moments where they thought that he was a very brave man. And I was even being nice to him and it was still, there was a couple of rough spots. You don't have to listen. You don't survive 16 years of marriage to you without, you know, knowing how to Dodge a few bullets. Dodge and so. weave. That's right. Dodge and weave. <laughs> I am glad you're back. Um, we. I know that you're still in the throes of 
of moving and yes. dealing with crap, but I am uh, very appreciative that we were able to do this episode. And um, obviously, the Super Bowl was this last weekend, and we didn't. I, know. We, I did invite you over, but obviously, this moving, this the sale and everything happened so fast that mm-hmm. you became immediately preoccupied. Did you get to watch any of the Super Bowl this weekend? I did watch parts of it because you know Ryan, my son, he's really into sports, but right. mostly you know like the the real key games, and so he was very excited about the Super Bowl. So um, we were actually out running some errands during the Super Bowl, which is perfect time to run errands because the streets were dead. Yeah, and so you know, but I kept ch- with smartphones. Now you can you know check in the score and you know basically read the play by plays as things were happening, and mm-hmm. so. It was literally like as we went from store to store, like aisle to aisle, I just kept watching the score go up and I up know. and up. And I'm thinking, <laughs> this can't be right. I'm like, this, this just doesn't even make sense. And like the next thing I knew, they had like 40 something points. I'm like, what the hell? It was like, t- it was su- it was shocking. It was shocking. So by the time we got home, I'm like, well, we just have to watch this because I want to see how bad this is. Because I, I just, I couldn't believe I had never seen a Super Bowl with that high of a score before. Now, I know I've read people's feedback about how, you know, like in the 80s, there had been some games, I guess. I read like I read like something 1977. I'm like, I was barely alive. Those don't count. I've I've never seen a blowout. Well, someone said at work today, um, I guess Jill Montana did a uh, Super Bowl game where they got like ridiculous amount of touchdowns. And I'm like, well, I said, that's what you get from the 49ers. So I wish I had been a little more surprised. I mean, I know I did say that Denver was going to be the one to win. I really thought that Peyton Manning was going to take it all the way um, from oh beginning God. to end of the season. It didn't happen because Seattle was ridiculous. They were so amazing. And I mean, you know, honestly, I wanted Seattle to win. I mean, I really thought Denver had it. I thought Denver would, but Seattle is who I wanted to see win but at some point i started feeling bad i was like God, well, I it just kind of makes you wonder like what was the deal like they just it's like they started well didn't like the first 12 seconds of the game they knocked the ball out of the guy's hand or something like that yes yeah it was crazy it was like so i don't know if that just rattled him or what happened i don't know i'm not really sure but the you know the game was um it was remarkably unremarkable because it was so one-sided. The halftime show, did you see any of the halftime show? No, but I heard that um, Bruno Mars killed it. Like, anyone, he, if you weren't a Bruno Mars fan, you are now. Bruno Mars was great. Red Hot Chili Peppers were great. And, and what I liked is that normally the halftime shows feel like they're an hour long, and they're really only 15 minutes. And it felt... It was fast. It blew through. It was great. But towards the end, of the, I mean, I don't know about you, but I stopped watching the game. Well, like I said, we didn't really watch most of it. And from and I was kind of keeping up on, you know, Facebook and stuff as we were yeah. out, you know, doing our shopping and stuff like that. And um, people were saying, like, you know, the commercials just weren't that great. The game just wasn't that great. You know, the best part was the halftime show that that was pretty much it so i don't know if this was just like a dud of a super bowl or what the only there were the the um radio shack commercial was my favorite because it had all of these throwback caricatures from the 80s like mary lou retton and teen wolf and chucky it was really cute that one was my favorite and that was like towards the very beginning of the the game and then what was funny is that that puppy, the Budweiser puppy commercial that I everybody... I saw that one where the puppy keeps escaping and 
to play with the Clydesdale. Yes. And so that one was a super cute one that everybody had seen like the week leading into the Super Bowl. And they played that towards the end of the Super Bowl. And then Budweiser had another tear jerking commercial with the soldier coming home from the military from like a tour and his wife picks him up and they go to his hometown and the entire town throws him a hero's welcome and they have the Clydesdales on a parade and there's a ticker tape going down it looks like a little looks like Auburn like a tiny little town and of course I'm like, you know, leave it to Budweiser to do these tear jerker commercials at the end when everyone's so pissy drunk that they're just, you know, everybody starts to cry and they're God. like, oh my God, yes, I love America. That's so that's when America. they place they place those commercials at the end when everyone's sad and or completely obliterated with alcohol. But the one, you and I talked about it on Facebook a little bit, oh the one God. that no one's talking about because I, I, and I completely believe your theory, by the way, it's that it was one of the most poorly done commercials. It was a Doritos commercial, which you couldn't even tell it was a Doritos commercial. I thought at first it was a car commercial, but it was this mom getting out of a minivan with all of, of these bags with Doritos in the back of the car and her two kids are sitting on the lawn they're probably like ryan's age maybe a little bit older and they're playing with their little smartphones and stuff and she goes hey guys a little help with the the groceries and what does the kid say oh i bet you'd like that or something like that i think he said like um he's just like hey she's like who would like to help me with the groceries or something like that and she's like um he's like uh no thanks or something like that he said something really lippy like with an attitude and then the mom's just like kind of like i guess nobody wants doritos right and she just rolls her eyes and she's like well i guess nobody wants doritos and i'm thinking okay for starters oh god that is why your child talks to you that way because of the way you responded she That's just right. like acted like it was no big deal and i'm thinking okay even though this is the world's worst commercial Mm -hmm. at least they were consistent in their behaviors of how they wrote the characters because i would expect a snappy child to say something like that to a mom who probably has like no backbone and drives a minivan and she bribes (laughs) them with chips exactly yeah the only thing missing probably was the obese child because i think this one had you know skinny with the long stupid hair right and so i'm sitting there and i'm looking down i'm looking down at my computer or something and then he gets snarky with her and i immediately perk up and i look at the commercial (laughs) and i'm like you have got to be kidding me. And it's like, if that was me, all I can say is I'm already unhappy because I'm driving a minivan and I just got back from the grocery store. Two of my worst pure hells. <laughs> then my child gives me grief about helping me unload the food that they're going to put in their maw later. No. Yeah. I would have I I put those groceries down and marched right over there and oh grabbed God. them by the shirts like, you will get up when I tell you to. Now you will do all of it. And then you will wash this car. Well, you know what? I was so pissed. For starter, yeah, my son would never even dream of saying anything like that to me. I can't even imagine. I I just, I don't even think he would know how to articulate that kind of flippant remark. And if he did, it probably, in his mind, he would probably realize it's probably the last thing he'd ever say to me. Because I just, he would be eating soap. He would be, I'd probably smack him in the mouth or or both. I don't know. I would have dropped the groceries. I would have been chasing him and he would be running up the street screaming. Maybe I'm being dramatic, but I could never fathom my child talking to me that way. Let me tell you a story. (laughs) The worst beating that I ever got. Now, our, our, our parents believed in spankings 
sometimes excessively. I'm off you can call them that. And, you know, many times I had been spanked with a plastic spoon or a fork. We call it the Kool-Aid fork. Many times I, my ass. <laughs> yeah, the one with the little circle that it could catch yep. wind. Yep. Dang. Oh, yeah. And so one time, but this was the worst beating. And I, 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 I absolutely deserved punishment. I don't know. I was probably... Well, I was probably nine. I was probably eight or nine. Our parents were still married at the time, or pseudo-married, I suppose. And we were living at the big house that we bought when we moved up from the Bay Area. And they had invited people over for dinner. Because they did that, apparently. So there was a couple over, maybe two couples over for dinner. And they were in the formal dining room. And we had been fed earlier. We were upstairs. I, I don't know where you... You were a baby, so you were probably sleeping. But um, Stephanie and I were arguing or something. And I came in and we were making noise and being obnoxious <laughs> and they were all sitting at the dining room table and mom yelled something to me. She's like, Jamie Lynn, I want you to go upstairs. I want you to put your pajamas on and I want you to do da da. And she was telling me what to do. Mm -hmm. I got, I don't know what, I don't know what possessed me. I've done this in school before and gotten in big trouble for it too. I turned around. I said, huh, do this, do that, do this, <gasps> do that. And I did it all the way up the stairs, loudly. I was just like, how, but I mean, for how long? Because I would imagine dad would be hot on your tail. He, I don't remember much after that. All I remember <laughs> is a incredibly hot ass. Uh, I mean, my butt was burning. And all I remember is him scooping me up the stairs mm -hmm. into my room. <laughs> That's what I thought. I'm like, there's no way you made it all the way up the stairs. <laughs> I did not. I did not make it. I think I made it up to five stairs. I was going to say, because dad would have let <laughs> oh and, my and the moment you even buttered a peep, oh he was out of my his God. chair. Well, the second I turned around in a huff, I'm sure he was halfway off the chair by then. God. I got a serious ass whipping. I remember it very less well. less time than a horror movie. It was bad. And I... <laughs> I was there wasn't even enough time to play like music oh know? my god i had to apologize on top of it i had oh, to sure. i had to go back out and apologize and, and, and that's comfortable for everyone oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know people who don't live there probably find it wonderful entertainment to watch somebody have yeah, to come sitting back down there and trying apologize. to eat your pork chop and or whatever <laughs> the they've filets. served in in the meanwhile, you hear the child yeah. being beaten upstairs, and then they come downstairs with their tear-stained face. I'm sorry. They're like, it's all right. It's really, it's fine. It's fine. It's not fine. You know, it's just, that's no, the No, they're the like, let her apologize. Dinner. Yes, it was, um, it was the worst beating I ever got, literally. And, and I deserved it, because sure. you just don't do that. And yeah, so that was the last time I got mouthy in front of dad with mom yeah i think the last time i got mouthy in front of dad i was in my 30s so it was i felt fairly safe you would think but even then it took a little courage yeah i was gonna say you probably took a couple steps back within an arm's reach but by that point i probably you know being of age i probably had been drinking too so <laughs> and alcohol and prescription yeah. medications got you got you past that hump nothing i was equipped with you know when i was six I or know. seven yeah so you know what i mean whatever people spankings do work i never did it again so there you have well, it well i mean it's not even i don't even know about like spankings per se i mean i've spanked my kids but i yeah. mean when and i say spank like i've probably given them like one swat on the butt i know i don't beat anybody but i mean i would definitely 
like pop my son in the mouth if he says, and I have before. I mean, it's nothing I do on a regular basis, yeah. but I mean, if something comes out of there, I don't even necessarily like, it's just an instinct. I'm, like well, I'm trying to put the words back in. I don't know. I'm a big fan of soap and I use it primarily for lying. I did when they were little, when they were younger, Ooh. I would wash their mouth out with soap and it worked on some of the mothers, not so much, but I mean, it was, it was the one thing I'm like, if you lie to me and I find out about it before you tell me the truth and then I find out you're getting a mouthful of soap. That's how that yeah. works. And I've, I've only washed out mouths a few. I can think of it was like not even like I can only count on one hand the, the amount of times I've had to do it. But I but all of them have had it except for Malia. But well, she got to learn from the other ones. Yeah, yeah she did. All don't lie to mom. Don't lie to it's mom. You won't like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, Ryan's such a good kid. I mean, he sends himself to his room. So, I mean, I just... <laughs> Yeah, he, I never he's he's like me as just a boy and a child. That's how I was exactly as a child. I mean, yeah, mom said she she actually had to like talk me off the ledge as a child yeah, because I was Every, so hard on myself. <laughs> and Ryan's very similar. Yeah, he goes into know. his closet and beats himself with his own belt. Basically, yeah. I mean, gosh, you would think, you know, he was like an Opus Dei Catholic and, know. you know, <laughs> has like one of those little like what are those things with the the spikes on it like he's yeah. wrapping around his little thigh and he's you know whipping himself <laughs> i know it's ridiculous you know Some reading the scriptures catholic <laughs> well i mean, seriously you know i sit there and i'm just like ryan i'm like you're not a bad child you know you're not <sighs> yes i am I'm like oh, you're God's not sake. you know he's like i never Crazy. do anything right and i'm like all right oh, let's calm down sake, stop being a victim he's please. dramatic oh well he's we dramatic. all i mean um well we all are so but olivia on the other hand i suspect <laughs> if there'll be any problems with you know lying or you know mouthiness <laughs> it will probably be her so according to the uh photographic evidence i would say you have your hands full already as far as she goes what the hell happened please explain so olivia had a complete and total meltdown the other day and i'm not really sure what happened i don't know if it was just she was overly tired or you know i don't know what goes on in a four-year-old's mind and so um (laughs) i thought it was just my little ponies and adventure time i just think she had too many thoughts and she just needed to release i don't really know what happened but um she got upset about something i told her no we couldn't do it and she was really bothered by that so when we got home she just started crying and so mm-hmm. when she starts crying because she doesn't get her way i say well you can go to your room and when you're ready to you know act like a, a nice young lady you can come back out so it's of course you know the <laughs> the <laughs> You know, it starts oh, like as it gets to the hallway, like they can't get to their room fast up. enough. Yeah, <laughs> it like ramps up before they finally get to their room. So she goes in her room and shuts the door. And then all of a sudden I hear, you know, the the hysteric crying. And oh, then, boy. you know, there's coughing involved. And <laughs> I heard her. Yeah. <laughs> and then I heard her mumbling some things like, I never, never, you know, and I was just like, what the heck? I just oh and so I go in there and she's laying on the floor you know her boots have been flung off and her because yeah. I heard sounds there and I'm like what is she doing and so I went in there and she had thrown like all her toys all over the room and I, oh she's just gosh. like I just want my stuffy I can't find my stuffy you know and she oh was my trying to she's find lost her damn mind apparently these slippers that you know I bought her for Christmas like two years ago two years ago yeah the ones where you step on them and the little eye flaps up yeah is she pmsing i, mean, she's like <laughs> I don't know 
I've I don't know what happened. things when I'm PMSing. So she was very angry because she could only find one. And so, and I'm just like, let's stop trying to do things that are only going to make us more upset. Like, I figured she probably already knew she had lost the other one. So sure. she just needed a reason to be more pissed off at life. Oh, and so um, Give she me a finally, list. you know, calmed down. But I mean, I don't know what it was. It was just, well, she was exhausted afterwards. I put her to bed and she's very free spirited. I'm very interested to see what kind of what kind of adult she turns out to be. It'll be interesting. Well, she um, tripped and fell and hurt her, busted her lip yesterday. I mean, not terrible. Oh, no. Yeah. So I was in the bathroom, which I'll get to in a little bit. And so I heard the kids playing. And the next thing I know, I hear her screaming, crying. So, of course, you know, I quickly zip up and go out there. And I'm sure. like, what's going on? And Ryan's like, it's my fault, of course. And of course so, it is, because I'm a bad person. I'll be right back. I'm going to go chastise myself. But um, he's like, it was my fault. I'm like, what happened? And and Olivia's like, we were walking. We were racing with plastic bags on our feet, and I fell. Oh, and I'm like, no. okay, I'm like, I'm not even going to ask why you guys had plastic bags on your feet and why yeah. you needed to race with them on. Because they were I, ice skating. I don't know what they were doing. There's nothing the uglies love more than some retail therapy. And now you can support your shopping habit and this show by visiting UglyTruth.com. Jamie and Paula have picked some of their favorite online stores and products and put the links in their new Ugly Mall. Remember, the Ugly Truth will never charge you for audio content. So this is the best way to support the show. That's U-G-L-E-E Truth.com. And now back to the show. I forgot to tell you because we haven't talked, so I might as well tell you now. Talking about emotionally exhausting, mom came over for a visit last oh, week. Oh, God. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually quite pleasant. I did give her some crap because actually she gave herself crap, which was really funny. I said, mom, you have to come over. We put on a, we put up a, just a crap ton of shelving in the front room and oh, it looks, okay. it looks really, really good. It goes almost all the way up to the, to the ceiling and our, and our, you know, the ceiling's pretty high. So it looks Jeez, pretty cool. Yeah. And, um, it took Daryl like three days to put together and put up, but it looks amazing. And so I said, you should come and see it. She goes, okay. So ultimately she called me and said, well, I can't, you know, I can't come over then, but I can come over on Friday. And I said, okay, cool. And, um, she kind of started pausing. I go, what's the matter? She goes, oh, it's just every time I call, every time I talk to you, you know, I have bad news. I'm like, well, are you okay? She goes, yeah, oh, I'm God. fine. What and, now? Well, someone you and I have in common, one of their children is very, very ill. And I'm not going to get into it on the on the show. I'll tell you later. But ultimately, she goes, I just feel bad because every time I call you, something, something bad is happening. I said, mom, you're 60-something. Everyone you know is sick and dying. I mean, that's just <laughs> right? kind of the way it is. I mean, isn't that just yeah. the way it is? Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's a generational thing. I mean, it all is. of my friends are, you know, either divorced or getting remarried or have boyfriends or, right. you know, and we all have school age kids. And Yes, it happens. You, and so yeah. she came over and I'm always... You know, I'm always sweaty and exhausted when she comes over because I've been cleaning for two days Gross. because okay. I will never forget the one time mom came over to my house and told me that my baseboards were dirty. And so now whenever she comes over, I make sure my baseboards are immaculate. God. It's it's the OCD. It's just it is Must what it be. is. But she she came over for a really long visit and we got through all the sick and dying people, all the people who are pregnant again on accident 
all of that stuff. But what I came to realize that first of all, it was a total blast and it was very nice. And of course she, we talked about everybody in the family mm-hmm. and then um, nothing bad though. And then um, she left and I'm like, I was emotionally and physically drained for like 24 hours. It was exhausting. And I'm thinking, is that what it's like to be with me all the time? I'm like, no wonder Daryl's so tired. He he falls asleep sometime at like 8.30 at night on a weekend. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I wear people out. I must because my mother wears me out and nobody wears me out. And she yeah. wore me out. And I'm like, I, I think I finally got it. It takes a very strong person with a lot of stamina to deal with us i can't even handle a five-hour visit with my mom before i want to lay down and sleep that's that has to be it we're just too much right i think daryl probably falls asleep just to escape i mean it's the only place he can go i think it is and i and how many times has he been telling me that there's nowhere to fish because of the trout they can't even go anywhere he's like oh my god i have nowhere to go yeah it's so it's like i bet you the listeners are gonna get the wrong idea about you and daryl they're probably like love on the rocks ain't no surprise no (laughs) pour me a drink and i'll tell you some lies no you guys are just I think you guys have cabin fever. You've been you've oh. just been spending too much time together, not oh because of you know, choices, but circumstances in the last right. couple of months. And so I'm just so ready for it. Well, you know what? It's fine. You know, we've been through worse times than this for, you know, the, the last couple of months. So, <laughs> so you would say you would divide the last couple of months as not good times. then. <laughs> well, I, I've been made aware of how high maintenance I can be even on accident. I brought the truth. You can't handle the truth truth now in the world of podcasting i don't like to call it podcasting personally because we have higher goals than that i'd like to call this new media and although new media online talk radio however you want to call it has been around for about five years or maybe even longer but it's really streamlined where a lot of comedians radio personalities that were once on the air now are you know going online and and doing their show there are several and you're lucky to come across the really good guys, the the comedians that you know and love, Mark Marin, Joe Rogan, Adam Carolla. Those guys are really popular, but there are a lot of really good shows. I would consider our show one of the one of the better shows. We just need more exposure. Right. There is a show, I believe they're based out of Phoenix. I think at least one of the guys on the show is a listener, and I would even go as far as saying that he's a fan of the show. Yeah, I would say that. His name is Chris, and their podcast is called What About Pod, and they're on all of the platforms that we're on. Mm-hmm. I did not know of them and they started like putting stuff on our Facebook page, like, hey, you guys made top whatever on Stitcher, and you know, you guys are really funny. And you know, I didn't really think, I didn't really jibe with them that much. I'm like, we get feedback from other things like that before, and it's really flattering, and I always like it. But they were kind of relentless in their, you know, pursuit of, comp- you know, they were complimenting and, you know, really following with the show. You're such a skeptic. You know, anytime someone says anything, you're just like, well, what are they talking about? What do they know? And I'm just <laughs> well, like, it I just- was a compliment. Take I it don't- for what it is. You're like, exactly. I don't know about them. I don't know. I'm going to sit on this. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I know. Yet. <laughs> I'm going to put a pin in this. And Not so- just them, but I mean, with any, Everything. any feedback. Well- and so, it was interesting to see a fellow podcast and and we've you know we've rubbed elbows with is that a saying rubbed shoulders elbows i don't know rubbed elbows i don't know that sounds anyways right. we've 
<laughs> I was going to say we've bumped uglies. No, we haven't. Oh, um, no. Wrong saying. But I mean, we've we've chit chatted with other podcasts. Or, yes. So what about pod has been very good about um, pointing out things that we probably wouldn't have noticed before, like the Stitcher top movers thing. That was really yeah. neat that they pointed that out. It and, was. And that they, you know, they're on top of their, you know, they're probably, I think what we have a lot in common is, is they're about as passionate about the industry and the the growth and movement as we are. Yeah. And so that's really exciting. It is exciting. So um, they do this thing where they, they kept, they kept kind of saying, you guys should come on the show. We'll do an interview. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And so I listened to <laughs> an episode where they interviewed somebody who was pushing a book that this guy was selling. And they have this thing called a six pack. And basically they ask six questions and you answer them. And then if it happens to catapult into a longer discussion on air, then they'll use it, edit it and use it for their show or whatever. So they kept the the one, I think his name is Chris. He kept saying, you know, you guys should come on. You should come on. And I think he private messaged uh, me and you. And we finally, I, I finally said, because I don't chase men and ever. And so I said, well, um, you know, maybe if you made it worth my while, you know, you could, you know, maybe woo me a little bit. And so he did. And in episode, I believe, was it 40? And so um, they did. And they called us MILFs initially. Yes. <laughs> you know, whatever. I mean, like I, I said. I thought it was. But then they're just like, how about we call them Malise? Yeah. <laughs> so Mal- Malise. Moms, I'd like to interview. Like to interview. I don't even. Yeah. <laughs> it's so just, so it nerdy, but I thought it was funny. It's cute. And so I'm like, I'll be fine. a Malise. We'll do it. So I sent him a message. I said, yeah, we'll do it. You know, obviously you're going through some, you know, you're moving right now. So we can't do it right away. I, I'm thinking after our Valentine's Day episode, we'll probably be able yeah. to do it. And, um. And so I said, well, can you at least send us the questions so that we know what, so we have some time to prepare because, you know, we're girls. It could take us a really long time to come up with an actual answer. You just wanted to make sure there weren't any geography questions on the list. Or math. No math. (laughs) God. Because I can't do math. And so he said, oh, no, they're always the same. And I'm like, oh, God, that means I've got to go back and find. If you're not going to send me the effing questions, I guess I have to go back and listen to the show and write them down. Well, this goes to show what a fan you are because. Well, you don't know the questions. So I'm like, I know because you sent them to me. Yeah, because I had to go back and and write them down. I had to go through this interview of this person and listen to the questions. And so I'm like, all right, fine. Well, if you're not going to be nice and just send the questions, then I guess I'll have to go back and listen. So I did. And I sent them to you. And hopefully we will um, within the next, you know, couple of weeks, we'll we'll be on the show and we'll totally promote it. I mean, we'll say, hey, you guys, we're on What About Pod. You got to listen. And yeah. hopefully I hope it I hope it turns out to be a really good thing. I have a couple of questions for them personally. They said something about us being blue and I don't know what the fuck that is. And so if that means blue collar because of our language or what we talk about, I'm not sure. Is it liberal is it political i don't what blue i mean i'm not a smurf well i mean and then i started to think i'm like well maybe it's like a midwest thing or and then you're like well they're from arizona i'm like well that doesn't explain anything it explains nothing is it a mexico thing i mean there's nothing blue i'm not really sure what blue is we'll I mean, find out. maybe that's an age thing like 
are they maybe. old maybe they're older maybe that, we're too young to understand or we're too old to understand i don't know maybe it's a generational thing i'm not sure but anyway so we'll we'll be doing that and the questions are yeah they're they're fairly benign i mean the problem is if i answer them honestly the interview will be over in like five minutes because <laughs> it's like i just no it'll be fine i bet you be they fun. will they, they're probably great podcast fluffers oh god fluff us you know we'll be finessed before we answer the questions it'll be fine well so we'll we'll prepare our answers we will let you know and um you'll have to tune into their show to listen to our very first interview we're so we're so big now we're so we're stars we have our first interview already i know we need a pr person now not really oh god i you know what i was watching demi lovato the other day on some interview because she was doing some interview with that little skeleton juliana rancic and i'm thinking she was she was surrounded by people and i'm thinking you know what if i was really really famous i um don't know if i would trust anybody outside of my family to do my pr and stuff like there's a movie it's a documentary called celebrity and it's Mm -hmm. s-e-l-l-e-b-r-i-t-y celebrity like Like cell cell and then Eberty. eberty Basically, it's about the war between celebrities and the paparazzi and how they get those horrible photos, how they infiltrate their children's lives. And it's just this like lines have been crossed and, you know, they're like, you know, yes, we we promote with our face and bodies, you know, red carpet and certain events and stuff. But when you start taking telephoto lenses and you're taking pictures of our children at school and you know, there's a market for it because, you know, stupid people buy the magazines with the cutest babies in Hollywood. And right. it's it's just this line that that parents in the entertainment business are trying to not have that crossed any longer. Mm-hmm. And it was really eye opening. And when you see um, a camera watching Suri Cruz with her mom in New York and when you see how many people are surrounding them when they're just trying to go somewhere it is frightening literally 30 or 40 cameras are surrounding these two people it is no wonder they're so weird you know it is really scary and like they were showing I can't think of the name of the musician but he had a reality show at one point and he was walking to his car with his little boy who was probably Olivia's age and the little boy was crying and yelling at them to stop taking pictures I'm thinking I am never I I don't buy people magazine or us weekly or inquire I don't buy those magazines anyway but if I did that right there would make me never buy another magazine a lot of those pictures end up on the internet anyway, but I know. I don't know. Same I thing. remember hearing that uh, when Bruce Willis and Demi Moore were married, they lived in Idaho in some tiny little town in Idaho for most of their children's lives because they didn't want to be around that. And I think they pretty much got left alone. So, I mean, on one hand, yeah, it's they terrible. Did. But on the and- other hand, you know, why go where it's going to, I mean, you know, and, and a lot of those celebrities they are going to the restaurants where they know there's going to be a crap ton of paparazzi or whatever. That's the thing. And that was, that's kind of the thing. It's like some of the photographers are like, what people don't like people like me are like, why leave the babies alone? But the problem is, is that these PR people will literally call TMZ or they will call us weekly and Mm say, you know, so-and-so is going to have dinner. We, we really want you guys out front for this. We wanted to make it, you know, we need, we need these photos for this. She's got a movie coming out in a week, blah, blah, blah. So drum up more press. And so 
they'll even tell things that the celebrities don't want them to know. And then they'll be like, how did they find out? So my point is, I would never want someone I didn't know taking care of my business if I hit that level of notoriety. Because you can't trust people. You just can't trust anybody. Well, I just couldn't imagine, like, being in a position where I couldn't, like handle my own affairs but i i, I also i don't really care too much about public opinion so well you know, maybe, anything i have neither. to say, clearly but i mean anything <laughs> i have to say or do i don't need someone else telling it for me like you know they're yeah because you know, they always try and put it so diplomatically and oh please you know, our split is amicable but we remain good friends and committed parents and we ask for privacy at this time I i'd was be like, like no kind of he cases. was fucking a go-go dancer <laughs> Right. I caught him cheating. Now he's in rehab because that's what all the cheating bastards do to try and make themselves look like they're not <laughs> douchebags. In the meantime, so they can hide. You know, but I mean, really, it's like if you say that, everyone's to be like, oh, okay. Like it just takes it takes the winds out of their sails because yeah. you know there's no mystery behind it. Yeah, there's nothing to investigate. I'm telling you everything up front. Right. So I don't even know how we got on that subject. Oh, because of the interview thing. I don't know. It, it just reminded me. Oh, I wanted right, to tell right. you about that. So anyway. Yeah, I would appreciate the paparazzi stop standing outside of my house every day because um, it's really I don't have my makeup to- girl today. And, you know, it's really starting to affect, <laughs> you know, the neighbors are starting to complain. And I know you're trying to conceal yourself by driving in a car that says Google Maps, but I know what you're doing. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just, it's like no more pictures. <laughs> Right. So, all right. So we're going to talk about your, um, your medical issue or your potential medical issues a second. And I want to kick it off by telling you that it's been almost two months since I was admitted into the hospital and had my intestine, you know, my hernia fixed and had some, my, of my dead intestines removed because of the hernia. So now we're starting to get the bills. Yay. And it's, you know, if this does not tell you how important insurance is, I don't know what will. So now I will tell you how much everything is and then how much we'll ultimately have to pay. So okay. the, the grand total for the hospital, the emergency room, the surgery, having the staples removed, the grand total is, do you want to guess? How many days were you in there? Three. I'm going to say 55,000. Grand total 65,000. Oh, $172. That is a lot of damn money. Yes, it is. So, so far our insurance has covered about 50% of that. But that's not everything. They've covered more than 50%. They made an agreement. You know, the hospital has their... The hospital will charge what they can, but then there's the right. um, allowed amount. And yes. then there's your deductible. So. Right. So, we're, so right now, our, our total that we will likely have to pay out of pocket is about uh, $8,800. So is that your annual maximum out-of-pocket expense? Yes. Okay. And it well, happened in December. Oh, you know what? That sucks, though. Why? Because, well, I guess if you pay it now, because if you go based on a calendar year, that means that every time you went to the doctor this year, you wouldn't pay anything. Oh, no, no, no. It's ate up all of our deductible for lot for 2013. That's what I'm saying. So now you start over. Yeah. Like, why couldn't you have had surgery in January? I know, right? Why couldn't I wait another 30 days? So anyway, I just wanted to tell you how expensive it was to have all of that i was and i'm like they charged me 280 dollars to take the staples out of my body seriously that was like a they five minute visit anything 
I was shocked. The emergency room, I was They're in like there. They're like a hotel. They'll charge you for accidentally, you know, drinking the water <laughs> on the desk. The $5 water or whatever that is stuff just, is. Just being in the emergency room was $638. That doesn't even include the doctor. The doctor they bill for the emergency that. room. Well, you would think. But no, everybody gets a little piece of the pie. So I was like, well, That's all true. right, there you have it. Pretty much, you know, we'll, we'll round up to 70 grand after all is said and done. That was the retail price. I, I mean, obviously, they're not getting that kind. They're not getting that much. But still, that's a lot of money. I thought that was really expensive. No, it is expensive. I mean, enroll, it's... enroll in insurance, people. Hey, Hugs. Producer Dub here, founder and president of Uganon, the support group for those of us who are related to the Ugly Sisters. On behalf of Jamie, Paula, and myself, thanks for downloading the show every week and telling your friends about it. Without you, we wouldn't be able to share the ugly truth with the world. And now, back to the show. So, um, you you foolishly ate ap- dried apricots. Now, I will tell you, I've eaten dried apricots. I've eaten like um, like ten or twelve of them once. You know, I, they're like my f- most favorite. You know, as mom would say, they're God's candy, and oh, they're my yes. they're my most favorite. And I'll eat them with almonds too. They're just so delicious. How many did you eat? Okay, so I have a question first. What the actual little dried apricot? Is that one whole apricot? I think it's a half. Okay. So I bought like a big bag just like at the bin at, you know, the little uh, organic grocery store or whatever, because I was trying to make gluten-free scones. And, okay. And so I, they said, if you want to chop up dried fruit, and I'm like, oh, that might be good to have yeah. um, dried apricots in the scone, you know, because I'll try anything to make gluten-free food taste better. Right. And so, because I mean, otherwise it's just like eating a sock. I mean. Yeah. It's, it's like just, sawdust. It's, it's pointless. And so, yeah, it's sawdust with apricots in it. So I had done that, but I didn't wind up using them all. And so I was sitting there watching TV and it's kind of like popcorn. Like I just wasn't paying attention to how oh, much yeah. I was actually eating. And then at some point I realized I started getting this really sharp pain in my stomach. And I'm like, God, I'm like, my stomach hurts. Like I was getting stabbed. And then I looked oh, down God. and my belly had swollen so big, like my shirt was tight. And I was like, what is going on? So I stood up and I'm like, oh, my God. And I felt like Violet from Willy Wonka. Violet, Violet. I was so bloated <gasps> with gas. Oh, these things. And here's the other thing, too, is so when you have celiac disease, you know, and you get diagnosed, it can take up to a year to two years for your intestines to repair. Right. And because your intestines are already so sensitive and probably damaged or whatnot, Foods that are hard to digest just for your average Joe are that much more difficult for someone who has celiac disease. And so, you know, anyone who eats like a half a pound of, you know, dried apricots is probably going to struggle to digest that. Anything with the high in the the fiber. Yes. So by this point, you know, I would say a couple hours later, I had basically lost all inhibition. I was a (sighs) gas machine. My son was hysterical. Oh, my God, Paula. Jamie, I couldn't help it. I didn't know what to do. I was scared. I was really scared because my stomach was just getting bigger. Were you like, did you like get a pillow and like lean over the couch and just like start pushing it out? This went on for like hours. And so I was walking through the house. I was, you know, going to the bathroom. You know, then, you know, Olivia was racing with the plastic bags on her feet. So I dealt with that. 
And like I said, you know, initially you try and be discreet about it, but after a while, I was just like, I just have to do this whenever it happens. And so, so you had a, you I had mean, a There's little... no convenient time to have horrible gas. No. And it's not like it was, pa- it's, I mean, it was, I shouldn't say it's not like it wasn't passing, but like it wasn't like passing, like it wasn't going away. Yeah. Like it, it, it wasn't like it was relieving and, and your stomach was no. going back down to normal. And I'm not going to lie. It smelled horrible. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Horrible. Well, it's fruit. Like, Oh God! It was a mixture of orchard and poo. Oh it my was God! Just, oh. <laughs> it was so horrid. And so I can't take it. I can't take it. Brian could hardly contain himself because he was so like hysterical over the fact that I could not control myself. Did you open the windows and stuff? Did you go outside? Well, I should have oh. because I sprayed Lysol all through the house. Oh my God, and, Paul Marie, um, I can't even take their, it. So this was the part that was funny is their father came over. Oh no. And, you know, and by this point, I mean, it had been a couple hours. And so, but I had sprayed Lysol all through the house. You know, I thought everything was fine. He walked in the door <laughs> and the first thing he said was, oh my God, what's that smell? Oh no, no. <laughs> I was gonna try and do the whole pretend like what what are you talking about but I mean I couldn't believe I had like soiled the air in my home oh god keep your mouth closed Here's the worst part oh, God, is, is like I was in the bathroom and I was sitting there and I'm just in this excruciating pain and I'm like, God, I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, what if there's something wrong? I'm like, can you go to the emergency room for gas? gas? And I'm just, I was oh, thinking, no. I'm like, I can't go there like this. I'm like, I'll stink up the whole place. I'm like, I just, I I, I didn't even like I didn't even know oh, if that's no. possible. Like, what do I go? I'd be like, my stomach's bloated and I have horrible gas. And so, oh no. I, then I started to get really desperate. So I'm like, okay, what can I do? So I do have being you know the digestive dork that I am. I do have gas X. I do oh, have yeah. Imodium. So I was popping gas X pills like they were Tic Tacs. And did it work? So, no. Oh. So finally, I read the bottle. I'm like, how many of these things do you have to take? And then that's when I read it says, do not exceed four in a 24 hour period. Oh, and I'm like, uh oh. How many well. have you had? Like, so I was counting the little pill pack and I'm like, well, that's six. Oh, shit. <laughs> so then I was thinking, I'm like, well, I'm not going to be like Daryl and think, like, oh my God, I OD'd on oh, you know, gas. Sex. So I'm like, what's, what's going to happen? You know? Nothing. I, Did I you finally like get one giant fart and then it just was over? Jamie, they were all giants. Oh, They Jesus. all were. That's why right. Ryan was so hysterical because like everyone <laughs> I was can't epic. Even imagine. Oh then my god. Then he would like god. run by me just to see how bad it was. And like oh, get god. out of here. And then it was to the point where it's like, you know, it would wake up the dogs, like they turn their head and I can't believe it. So you're like you did you really like my foghorn fart when I was a kid? I mean, did you outrank me? Well, I mean so <laughs> God, I can't believe I'm talking Tell about Tell me, this. I want to hear. Big, no, because Ryan was just like, I I couldn't, you know, go anywhere in the house. So Did you light your farts on fire? No. So eventually I just started spreading my butt cheeks. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> just to get them out. <laughs> so they would be quiet. Oh, God. Oh my so, God, Paula. I cannot even stand it. So anyways, so then I started doing research online because I'm like, okay, these pills aren't working. You started Googling do? excessive gas? <laughs> Jeez. I, I was 
desperate. I was desperate. <laughs> <laughs> so then I started chewing. <laughs> what did you chew? I started chewing fennel seeds because I read somewhere that that's supposed to help. And those things just taste like crap. And oh, then what my else? God. And then I um, read if you can take like the probiotic powders. So I had like one little pouch left. So I guzzled that. What the hell? I made a tea out of the fennel seeds. Like I was getting legitimately scared because <laughs> I was in so much pain. And my stomach was so huge. I looked like I was nine months pregnant. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, did what did we what did we learn? <laughs> we no longer eat apricots. Well, clearly, I mean, at this point, well, right. I mean, I actually threw the bag away, and Ryan. Oh, I mean, geez. that pushed him over the edge. When oh, I when God. I'm just like, here, take these. I'm like, I just have to throw them away, and it's like he probably just couldn't even take it. He's like, Mom, you're the best mom in the whole world. <laughs> well, and the worst part is, is you know, Olivia is such a cuddler, and so. <gasps> She wants to be, and it was kind of like later in the evening. So when she gets tired, she always wants to cuddle. So she was sitting next to me and she's like, it smells really bad over here. Oh, <laughs> oh God. And so it just, oh God. So eventually I oh, went to bed geez. and. It obviously subsided at some point. By the morning, I was back to my normal ladylike self. But oh my God. That I'd is, never experienced. Can you imagine if that had happened like on a date or something? Well, that would have never happened. I would have canceled. I mean, I was just grateful I wasn't even. I mean, I would have called in sick to work for something oh like that. Oh my god! That. Can you even imagine no. trying to deal with that? Pardon me while I spread I my butt cheeks. Hold on, I'll be there in a minute. Well, not I'm the smell alone, Jamie. You just I can't even convey. Like, let me tell you that if that had happened to me, I would be praying for singledom. I would be begging to not be married or around anyone. I'd be like, I would be like. You've got to check into a hotel. If you don't, I will. <laughs> I mean, well, I would be out of my mind. I, I'm like, look, I can, I know, you know, we've, we've seen some things. We've experienced we've, things together. We've been through shit together. But, but if you love me, you will leave because I can't yeah. have this. Clearly there's reasons why I'm still single. So we'll just, you know. Just don't. add that to the list. At least we know how to get, you know what? If you ever are stuck with someone you really can't stand and you don't have the heart to break up with them. I would never do that. <laughs> I would never break up via fart. Oh, I just. Hey, I'm sure it's happened. You know what? Smoke them out. Oh, well, like a snake. <laughs> did I, did, did, did Stephanie ever tell you the story that when uh, I was dating Tyler's dad and we set her up with one of his friends and it was at the end of the <laughs> evening. And so she walked him up and he, he had had a broken ankle or something. And he literally had been oh, holding he was in, on crutches, wasn't he? He had been literally holding in the farts all night. Cause you know, when you're on a date and the last thing a guy wants to do is let one go, you know, you're trying to impress a girl. This is what I've been told. And <laughs> I didn't realize it was so like hard to fight. You know, I think guys fart all the time. I'll be honest with you. And so. I did read uh, the average human farts between, you know, 10 to 14 times in a 24 hour yeah. period. Oh, that's a lot. Among my gas research last night. Oh, yes. <laughs> you could become quite the, you're quite the uh, expert now. Yeah, really. If you have any gas related questions, email me. They're walking up the walkway and every walk he's letting one go. He's like, sorry. Oops. Every step. Every oh single step. She got in what the car. What did you even say to that? She got in the car. She goes, Jamie. 
don't ever fix me up with someone ever again. I go, what are you talking about? She goes, he farted the entire way. And I'm thinking, well, that's one way to make sure you never get a call from a girl again. I wonder if just some girls are okay with that. Well, I mean. Uh-uh, nobody's okay with that. When you barely know somebody? Oh, my God. If that, if that ever happened to me, I'd be like, oh, okay. Well, I see where this is going. Nowhere. Yeah. Bye, farty. So, yes, fortunately, um, the whole <laughs> incident passed without, you know, <sighs> wow. needing emergency medical attention. But again, I just, it got to that point where it's just like, you know, you're sitting there, especially like, have you ever had that where you're like having really bad diarrhea and you have yes. that moment where you're like, I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> like you just, you know, it's just <laughs> yes. too much. And so you start to think like there could be something really wrong here. Like, I, I just don't know how I'll survive life if I, if I have to keep doing this. And so that's kind of how I got yesterday. I'm just like, I really hope this stops because if I can't get this under control. I might have to get medical attention and I refuse. I'd rather die. Well, then let me tell you my story. It has nothing to do with farts, but it it has something to do with that kind of thing. Okay. (laughs) I can't believe I'm telling you this. All right. So it's not that bad, but New Year's, New Year's Eve when we went up to Reno and I Mm -hmm. recall, did I, didn't I tell you that I was struggling a little bit? bowel wise uh not that i can recall okay well i know you said you were in the bathroom and someone opened the door yeah i was just peeing then but i don't know about other people but i my bowels become very shy um when it comes to having to go no matter where i'm at like i have to be completely alone in my house or something to be able to go to the bathroom well i wish i had that luxury but unfortunately my (laughs) bowels they have a mind of their own apparently so 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 when we go like on trips or whatever and we're in like a hotel room and it's daryl and i it's like yeah that's not happening like i will not be going to the bathroom i can shut down yeah i shut down completely what prop well the problem with that is i get uncomfortable my stomach hurts um you know i'm bloated you know and so i can't wait to get home or whatever so we were on our way home from New Year's Day and we were at this restaurant and I'm like, oh my God, now I have to go to the bathroom? Like literally we're at the <laughs> restaurant. Now there are hundreds of hungover people, bratty children who are exhausted because it's the next day. And I'm like, well, I'm not going in this bathroom. So we finished up our meals, finished everything up and I we were heading home. I, w- I was literally like, my butt wasn't even touching the seat. I had to go so bad. And of oh course, God, did you have a turtle head poking out? Almost. I Gross. almost was. I literally was almost crowning. And so now <laughs> this does not, this does not happen I've to me. That before. This does not happen to me. This is not something that happens. I have full control over every men, every faculty of my body. And so we walk in the door, we finally get home. It was like the longest ride of my life. And I was almost like. If I tell him I have to pee and I go in to go to the bathroom, I could be in there for like ever, like for a really long time because I haven't gone to the bathroom in a couple of days. I mean, I really have to go. Well, how much time? I mean, usually I'm in and out, especially if I wait until the last minute. I mean, you also have to understand that I've been dealing with digestive issues for about a month and a half. Well, that's true. It hasn't been smooth sailing, you know, as far as that goes. And so we get home. And I finally go to, it took a while to go because now it had been so long. So things were kind of like backed up a bit. So now they were stopped up. and <sighs> So I went constipated and I literally right. felt like I just gave birth to a tree. It was like the worst feeling in my Ew. life. 
it was terrible, but I mean, I, I finally went and then I was afraid that it wasn't going to flush. I was so worried. Well, that's not going to help you finish. Well, I mean, I mean, it, I had to flush several times. That was literally the worst thing that's ever happened to me as far as that. I've never had any farting issues or anything. Well, I mean, up until yesterday, I can't. I mean, I've always dealt with, you know, well, you've always been gassy. issues. But yesterday was the first time where I actually thought I might need to seek medical attention. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't believe it because I was sitting there and I'm. that's when I started Googling things because I'm just like, <laughs> I just don't know what to do. And so, and of course, there's always, you know, at the bottom, like, you know, when to see a doctor. And I was just like, oh, God, I'm not. I just I couldn't bring myself to do I can't it. Even I couldn't, going, yes, I'm having excessive gas. Look at me. What do I do? Like, I would walk into the emergency room, you know, holding my back and kind of leaning forward. And they're just like, oh, you know, do you need to go to labor and delivery? I'm like, no, I need to go to gastroenterology. What are they going to do? Intubate your anus? I mean, I don't understand. Well, that's kind of what I was curious. Well, and the thing about gases is like, it just keeps producing. You know, it's not like, it's not like, you know, once you finally get it all out, you know, it's like, it's not like you're deflating a tire. I mean, yes. It just, it wouldn't stop. And I'm just like, I wish I could figure out where the source was, you know, so I could. Oh, like you could put a stop to it. Like I could pinch it off. I don't know. I'm just like, is there an enzyme or a medication? Right. I was just like, there's got to be something I can do to counteract whatever chemical reaction these apricots have started. (laughs) So I just, and like you said at the very beginning, in time heals all wounds Jesus, are you you're gonna have to like bleach the walls and stuff well i mean i guess it's a good thing we're moving i feel bad for the the next occupants yeah like we're planning on repainting (laughs) i i couldn't believe that it just it it left his scent i'm not surprised that's just gross well that's your ass yeah thank you you're welcome i think that's it yeah, so in conclusion. <laughs> in conclusion. Oh, yeah, I do the conclusion. Um, so yes. <clears throat> I can do it. No, no, I got it. I got it. I'm just talking out of my ass. Um, <laughs> Literally. So I'm glad to be back. I appreciate the, uh, you and Daryl steering the ship while I was yes. trying to deal with my stuff. Thank you, producer Dub, as always, but you know, even more so in the last couple of weeks or months because I know that we've been tasking you with a lot and you've really... Uh, Hold up your bootstraps. So we appreciate that. Thanks to all of our new listeners. Um, Numbers are climbing. And even with the Super Bowl, or maybe because of the Super Bowl, you know, the numbers are still going up. And so we appreciate that. And we like seeing all of the feedback we get on Facebook and people liking our comments and, you know, getting new friend requests and all that. It's just all very exciting and fun. And, you know, it's nice that we get to share in that enjoyment with you all. Be sure to visit our Ugly Mall and also on our um, Ugly Truth page if you're interested. Um, we've gotten some feedback from some listeners who don't necessarily want to buy anything, but they definitely want to support the show. We actually have created a donate button. If you do donate, you know, out of the kindness of your heart, we appreciate it. Actually, we, we were, um, I was thinking, well, not just that, but maybe that, that we could create an incentive for certain levels of donation. Perhaps. I'm not giving anyone blowjobs. All right, I will. Oh, please. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, you know how like PBS does like pledge drives? And if you donate a certain level, donate at a certain level, you get like the Civil War set or something, or you get the tote bag. The Anne of of Green Gables DVD collection. Yeah, so maybe we can can, uh, come up with some cool idea like that. So if you donate a certain level, we will send you something kind of cool that has our ugly logo on it. 
something to think about. So anyways, I think that's a wrap. Um, next week, look forward to our sexy, sexy episode. Sex. In, uh... dun, 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 <laughs> I know. Dun. Makes me think of some like weird 80s, Stevie, stupid MTV <laughs> video. It's going to be fun. In honor of Valentine's Day or dishonor of Valentine's Day, mm. we'll be talking about all things sexy. Yeah. And so in um, the ugly way. Then, <laughs> yes. So until then, have a fab week and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Aw, aren't you sad it's over? Don't worry. We'll have another episode for you very soon. In the meantime, connect with The Uglies online at Facebook, Twitter, and at UglyTruth.com. That's U-G-L-E-E Truth.com. And don't forget to share the truth with your friends. See you next week.